welcome to Bold Pittsburgh, the podcast where we talk about cool things to do in the city every week and how to live your boldest life here in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I'm Amanda. I'm Steve. If you've never watched us before, we kind of start off with what are we drinking this week? So we always kick it off with something local. Um, and uh, I'll let you start. Yeah, so I'm doing something super really hyper local. Um, one of the guys I met through some of the Pittsburgh beer groups uh, on the Facebook, uh, Adam Bashline, man. He's brewing some good beers over there. He's working on getting his own brewery, uh, but he's been putting out some uh, product for those of us in the groups to taste and enjoy. We have it right here for you to check out. Uh, this one here is a Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, the name of it is Crushed by the Fist of God. Well, let me tell you. I love that name. I just figure it to be an album name. But I've possibly been listening to music all day, so. So this is quite interesting. It's a little thinner than I was thinking about for Russian Imperial Stout, but I know it's not barrel-aged. Um, nice roasted malt flavor. Uh, getting some good coffee notes in there. Oh yeah. Oh, backside, backside little, little tobacco, little char. Even though, like I said, it's not barrel aged. It's just that malt's taken over. It's got a nice little bitterness on the backside of it. I'm not sure what kind of hops uh, he used, but there's a little bit of a hop bite in there. Um, overall, for a solid, solid homebrew, and hopefully Adam gets his own brewery here soon. Um, or gets hired by a brewery to brew. I know he wants to own his own. So that's the that's where he's going. But uh, this is delicious. I think this is 9%. I know Adam made his own label. And it's not necessarily on there because it's a homebrew. So you don't have to have all those little fun government things on there. But it comes out. It t- seems like an 8 eight to 9%er. So you can't have six of them. Well, you can have six of them if you want to piss off your missus. Um, or take a nap. Or take a, a nap. A really hearty nap. But no, this is this is delicious. It's got uh, all that great Russian Imperial Stout flavor that you're looking for. Um, a bitterness on the backside is awesome. I quite like it a lot. Um, the chocolate notes. There's the roasted uh, coffee notes in there. You like big beers. Give us a try. You like big roasty stouts. Give it a whirl. I do. That's why I don't like half the breweries in Pittsburgh anymore because they quit making them. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> I did. Breweries, you need to make more stouts. Those of us like them. We're not all hopheads and IPAs and and any IPAs. And stouts that we can get our hands on that we don't have to wait on the internet for. Or um, I do. Know. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I think I I like it more. I like it a lot. Well, you like it. Probably more because it's not barrel aged. Yeah, I, I don't like barrel aged stuff. Right. It takes a lot for me to like a barrel aged stuff. But this is quite awesome and amazing. Uh, Adam, uh, thank you very much for the beers. It uh, came to me via a mutual friend of ours, um, Mr. John Ruber. Uh, thank him for bringing it over to me and for you making this awesome beer. Uh, for those of you who want to follow Adam uh, to see what he's making at home on his homebrew set, um, on Instagram, he is bash underscore brew. 
and Facebook is at Bash Brewing on Facebook. No Twitter yet. He's working on that. Uh, but in the meantime, give him a follow. Not only does he show you what he's doing great on his own, making beers and working towards his own brewery, but also what's going on in the brewery scene in Pittsburgh and checking out other breweries and other beers as well. Um, so go ahead and give him a follow. Check it out. Um, get a hold of him. He'll give you some beers to try. They're really good. That one hazy he made was awesome. And, side note, if you do have a brewery or you are a home brewer or a distiller or anything like that, please reach out to us. Donate a bottle. We give you shout-outs. We do reviews. We do the whole bit. You may get a spot on Yenzer Bartender. You may get a spot on this podcast. You may get blog. You may get social. We do all that stuff. So, totally email us, DM us, hit us up. We can totally work something out. Um, okay, so I... Fireworks, awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. Because you're about to go on to something that's really good, too. Yeah, I am going to talk about Wiggle. I know that we work, and I say work, whereas in, I write a lot about Wiggle, and I spend a lot of time at their distillery and stuff like that, and I usually pick up a bottle of a, 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 either this or Threadbare every month, you know? Yeah. Um, and I wanted to tonight for highlight to have the women's, the celebrating 100 years of women's right to vote, straight rye whiskey from Wiggle. And there's two reasons why I wanted to have this tonight. One is this bottle was a limited release over, um, over like quarantine. So they only had so many that they made. And it was around the anniversary of the right to vote. Um, second of all, and because it's National Women's History Month, I felt this was a great way to kick it off. Women-owned business. You know, the women's right to vote. Great way to kick off the month. But also, it is next week. I was going through my um, memories of last year of March because everybody is talking about the one-year anniversary of quarantine and shutdown and COVID and everything. Um, on March 10th was the anniversary of the ribbon cutting of the distillery expansion. So I was fortunate enough to be there. That was one of the last events I attended um, because a few days later, Wiggle had to shut down for the year. Um, and of course they've reopened and been in hybrid and non and pickup and this and that. They've gone through the gambit, but it was officially a year ago that they did the ribbon cutting um, for the distillery expansion, which is the restaurant, the museum, um, and the new bar area, everything to where the distillery is now in the back a little bit. And then when you walk into the distillery, it's now a full scale bar area. Then you walk down this museum hallway of wiggle of whiskey in Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh, and then you're back into the restaurant area where there's some really cool other Instagrammable stuff. There's like a pharmacy-looking place. Um, I talk about how whiskey was used as a pharmaceutical, and there's a whole bunch of like Instagrammable walls that you can have your picture taken in front of, and oh, the the place is the space is really beautiful. Um, they are reopened for dine-in, takeout, all of that now, um, and of course. You know, we're all waiting to hear if more restrictions get lifted in the next few weeks. But 
Um, I wanted to have this, and I don't often drink whiskey, so this is a little bit of a twist for me. Usually when you drink whiskey, it's in cocktails. You usually don't drink it yeah. neat. I'm not a neat whiskey drinker. I like it in my cocktails. I mean, every once in a while I'll sip it, but I don't have it all the time. No. No, not at all. But I do like it. Um, this one's smooth for me. I don't know what it is. It's It goes straight down. The palate hits on the back. It's got... It doesn't have the tanginess of, like, other ones where, like, the acidity of whiskey that really bugs me. It's got a slow burn, too. I don't know if maybe I've just had the bottle open and sitting for a while, but um, I like it. I like it a lot. I like most of their stuff, so, you know, when I talk about distilleries in Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh area, like, you know, Wiggle, Liberty Pole, um, you know... Kingfly, Maggie's, um, Lawrenceville Distilling. Like, I like uh, almost everything I have from them. Like, all of those places. I've never had a bad one. And I've been into heavy in the cocktails. So, again, if you're a distiller in the area or a winemaker and you would like us to sample, talk about, chat about it, hit us up. Yeah, definitely. That's what we're here for. Um, all right. So what's new with Bold this week? We've got more pizza reviews up, and we have a new piece called The Beers of Rehoboth. So the cool thing is, is that every September, we travel to Rehoboth Beach. Um, and I wanted to do a little bit more travel right now because it's getting to be that time where people are booking trips, even though restrictions are still there. They've been lifted. They've been lifted. And people still are kind of not wanting to travel very far. People are wondering what it's like in other places. I will tell you that we went to Rehoboth last September um, under the restrictions and felt totally safe the entire time. Our hotel room was immaculate. It was. And we weren't, al- we weren't allowed in the swimming pool area Where or the gym. S- swimming pool, gym. And there was no lot, continental breakfast. No continental. They had uh, breakfast bags. Yeah. So you could come up. down every morning and grab a bag that had like a muffin, a granola bar, a banana, and a cup of... And then your coffee was in the hotel room. Right. So, but, like, yeah. you didn't... Ha- so you weren't with anybody in the hotel area. Right. And you... So you couldn't make your own waffles. You couldn't have the eggs, the bacon they put out every morning. The little boxes yeah. of cereal... Yeah, you didn't the have juice any machine. Because we stay at the same hotel every yeah, year. So we year. know, like, what their continental breakfast looks like. Yep. Um, and their swimming ba- area and all that other stuff. So when we got there that night, they kind of went through everything. Anyways, long story short, and the restaurants were a different capacity than Pennsylvania's. Um, they were allowed bar seating the week before we went down. So they had bar seating back. And this so, was in September. So, so yeah. a little bit different. But I wrote up a little review of all the beers that you can find in the Rehoboth area. Now, I say area because some of it's in Milton and Lewes. Some of it is down in, in Dewey. It's not exact because the actual part of Rehoboth is about three blocks. <laughs> like, uh-huh. it's no joke. It's, like, mostly boardwalk. Yeah, they're <laughs> all within. You get with it. You get, like, five blocks on the boardwalk and all of a sudden you're in Dewey. So, honestly, like... It was in the area. 
Um, and they are Pittsburgh favorites. You can talk about them in beer groups, and they're like, oh, man, we love heading down and going to Dewey Beer. We love going down and going to Dogfish Head, which that's the most famous one down there is Dogfish right. Head. Um, Dewey Beer Company is the second most sought after in the in the craft beer scene of breweries that really don't distribute. Um, kind of like, you know, like we have Dancing Gnome and Hitchhiker here. They distribute locally, but they don't distribute really out of state. So the only way to get them is to come into Pittsburgh and get your uh, Dancing Gnome and your Brew Gentleman and your Hitchhiker uh, and then take it back with you to wherever you're from. It's like whenever we go to Rehoboth, I came back with a lot of beer. No, it wasn't all for me. But if you check any of the beer pages that I posted on around last September, I came back with about four cases of beer. Um, yeah, because we had, we had a pickup day. Yeah, we had a pickup day where we spent pretty much our last half day there. That day driving around to the different breweries and everything, make sure everything's fresh and pick it up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Dewey Beer Company is known for their sours uh, as well as their hazy IPAs. Um, Revelation Brewing is known for, they have the one that they're really known for is Conan the Juice Man. Which is a uh, New England style IPA. It's a seven percent guy. Um, and I really enjoyed our last, the newest brewery that opened up Thompson our last Island. time there. Thompson Island was really good food, really good, good beer, food, good beer. Um, for a ch- now, when we say there are two chain ones, there are two, ch- three chain ones. They're so very Amic, um, Big Oyster, and Thompson Island. And Thompson Island are all part of a small. They're all part of restaurant groups, so. How Pittsburgh has, like, DeShant's restaurant. Imagine if DeShant's got a, a brewery. Opened a brewery. Opened a brewery. Yeah. That's kind of, like, what they have. There's four or five of uh, There's four or five different restaurant groups. And they don't just have one location. Like, Crooked Hammock's about to open their third location. Thompson Island is about to open, I think, a second one. Yeah. Um, but they're down in the Carolinas. So these are the only ones up closer to us. Um, so anyways, check that out. Bold Pittsburgh, boldpgh.com. We will also be having new, um, Yinzer bartenders that we're filming this weekend. Yeah, we're going to film some stuff this weekend. Um, I got to do the bars behind us. If you can see folks, I got to do some liquor inventory and we're getting into spring and we're going to do some spring cocktails mm-hmm. and I have a lot of winter liquor back here right now. <laughs> um, so I got to check out what I have available. We're going to do some spring cocktails, maybe still throw in a winter cocktail or whatnot. Cause I want to play a fire. So there's one I really want to do and it's delicious. So we might have a little bit of fun this weekend. You're going to see reels from that. You're going to see some YouTube videos. So make sure that you stay tuned. Um, subscribe to our YouTube page for all of those. All right, so what's up in the city this week? So, we got news today. Oh. We've got a bunch of news today. It seemed like everything happened on a Tuesday this week. Well, the Arts Festival announced today that they are going to be back this year, um, June 4th to the 11th or 13th? 13th. 13th? The 13th. Okay. Um, They will be back. Um, It will be a lot of virtual there are going to be some in-person events. Now, mm. nothing is going to be held at Gateway Center or Point State Park. Whenever they are going to do some of these in-person events, they um, haven't posted what venues they're going to be doing them at yet, uh, but they want to have a venue where they can control the population 
um, moving about the event space. Uh, and it will probably be an outdoor space for sure. But they want to be able to control the population for COVID-19 uh, purposes, mitigation and everything else. Uh, so they do have that. Uh, so we'll find out when those events, mm-hmm. the outdoor events that will be coming for the arts festival. Uh, but again, the virtual um on there to see the different artists, the different work that they're bringing with them this year, as well as um, they changed it this year. If you are an artist, um, you need to like start applying now. Oh, no, they're not taking <laughs> and, applications. Oh, no, they're not? They're not taking applications. I just hit that part in the press release. Oh. Sorry, I was trying to interrupt you and not interrupt you. So the way the artist market is going to work this year, the juried visual art and the other artistic participation as a result of the guidelines related to COVID-19 and the adjusted 2021 festival footprint, a very limited number of artists will be invited to participate in person at the artist market. Artists who were invited to participate in 2020 will be contacted directly. So unfortunately due to the festival changes resulting from the, from the pandemic, no new applications for the artist market or juried visual will be accepted for 2021. Understandable. So they are going to have a limited in-person artist market location to be announced. I'm sure it's still probably going to be around Point State Park because that's a pretty know, outdoor area. They said nothing's going to be held in Point State Park or Gateway Center. I'm thinking they could potentially do something over at Highmark Stadium. Um, That's a possibility. Riverhounds, they can go in between Riverhound season. I'm not sure of their schedule right now. So they, they're, um, they're going to do a little bit more. They said they're going to have more announcements. I'm looking over the press release. I didn't really get to read it too in depth. But it will be back. In a hybrid form. So that's good news. I mean, I'm all for we love festival. We love I would love festival. it. I buy a piece every year. Or two or three. <laughs> or five. I think we have a piece actually up there on the top of the bar. It, it's behind it? bobbleheads. And then there's a piece above <laughs> our, our we have a few fireplace. Of we have a few favorite select artists that we like to go see every year, uh, which are awesome. We have some local artists that we really like that get into there. And we, uh, of course, support them as well. Um, yeah, them and the holiday market. I always tend to find my favorite people and go and support them. Definitely. It's a good time. So the Arts Festival, um, we have to knock on some wood that we're going to have good weather. You know, last year, there was no Arts Festival. And Everything it was, was sunny for 10 days. It was 90 <laughs> degrees and beautiful. That was the joke. From pretty much. That was the joke. <laughs> yeah, from pretty much Memorial Day until like uh, September. Um, so, yeah. And then, so Fresh Fest announced today, actually drinking partners behind Fresh Fest. It is no longer Fresh Fest, so we will not be calling it anymore. It is rebranded as Barrel and Flow Fest. So I am super psyched about this. I go every year. Um, This year it's in the Southside Works. Yeah. I'm kind of psyched about that. Um, Just because I think the venue's a little bit better. Not that Nova Place was bad for it. It just wasn't... It was crammed at some points. Like, it really was. And, like... The way it's growing, I feel like there's more spots 
in Southside works for it to expand because like last year they had parts that were indoors and then you went outdoors and there was two separate stages and like and last year was supposed to be in Allentown. They were supposed to take up like six. Oh blocks yeah. I'm not talking last year. I apologize. But, I'm talking the year before last year. Of course, everything went virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get the, um, fresh fest mix pack of all the collaboration beers. We got to enjoy those here at the house. Um, I was at work, unfortunately. So you were at the all the online virtual uh, yeah. events and so forth, and different bands and so forth, and different brewers and distillers. I got to watch um, two of my favorite people make cocktails together. Oh yeah, it was uh, Cecil, Cecil and Byron. Byron. <laughs> Cecil Usher, Byron <laughs> Nash. Shout out to you, good job. Two of my favorite people in the world making cocktails together. Yes. And as I mean favorite people as in the people that I love writing about and love their stories. So Correct. I love my connections there. Um so yeah, new uh new festival, Barrel and Flow. I'm psyched. Like I said, I go every year. Do I remember it? Yes. Um <laughs> it gets a little fuzzy towards the end. It is a little fuzzy towards the end. But, um, yes, I attended uh, the years previous I did attend in person. Last year I did attend it online. Um, I have a blast every year. I love helping, um, talking about it. I love filming once I get there. I love taking pictures and putting it up. I think since, like, the first year I got to do it, I, like, loved it. Um, and then the second year I got to hang out with Adam and the guys, the, the brewers and some of the, uh, some of my favorite brewers hung out with me. So I had a lot of fun time. I've typically the so last few fun. years it's been available. I'm of course a bartender, so I'm at work and it's hard to get off on a Saturday. Well, guess what? This year I, I'm putting my time in already. So I'm going to go. I'm going to have no, fun and enjoy. No, you ruined my fun time. No, you're not going. He's not going. I'm going. He ruins my fun time when he goes. We know too many of the same people, and we know too many different people. That's a problem. All right, and lastly is there is a virtual shamrock shindig. Uh, let me pull up the notes for this. Virtual shamrock shindig. Something yeah, is about so this Day. is the... Um, Filled with Blarney beer and munchies, music and malarkey. Oh. It's an online pub party, six thirty on Friday, March twelfth. Tickets are at GoodTastePittsburgh.com. Just click on events and you can see it. Um, so Dr. Mora Krasinski is the co-founder of the Pittsburgh Irish Festival and the owner of Irish Design Center. Will be hosting. The shindig and share abiding love of Irish heritage and culture. Uh, and they'll be broadcasting from Mulaney's Harp and Fiddle. At Mulaney's Harp and Fiddle. And uh, from the Strip District. They'll be pouring proper black and tans. Um, from Dave Regan, the GM of Mulaney's. Um, Irish musical, Irish music from the Whiskey Limbricks. They're pretty good. <laughs> Baking brown bread with Chef Megan Walsh. Um, fanciful yarn and Irish storytellers. Irish storyteller. I'm horribly tongue-tied. Reels and jigs from award-winning bagpiper Ryan Myatt. And video visits to the old sod and a wee bit of shenanigans. So, there's an Irish party. We can't have St. Patrick's Day this year, so Again. we might as well have it online in our own homes. 
Now, there still are local restaurants and pubs that are doing kegs and eggs. Um, and green beer. And green beer. You can uh, locate those on your own. Um, I know of at least one. I'm not going to give him a shout-out just yet because he might have to cancel it. Uh, but definitely uh, keep an eye on your local uh, establishments as well and support your local establishments as long as you feel comfortable going to them um, and enjoying some Good old Irish music, some beer and some, you know, brats and kegs and eggs and all that good stuff. Or attend it virtually. Or attend it virtually. Look at that. Yeah. A virtual party. You have awesome things to do. GoodTastePittsburgh.com. Check it out. They do a lot of foodie stuff. So I love getting their little press releases because I always love getting a foodie one. Hmm. So um, speaking of food, where did we go eat? We went uh, this past weekend... Amanda and I went so quickly to... quickly becoming one of my favorite restaurants. To St. Clair Social over I in Friendship. It's now my third trip. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. It's second for you, yeah, your third, third for yeah, me. Yeah, my second. It's great food. Um, honestly, we have not got past munchies and cocktails because the munchies will fill you up. Uh, they uh, peanut butter... Uh, the peanut butter and jelly pork belly, oh my god, is awesome. Uh, it's delicious. And so there's this nut, like peanut butter thick nutty spread on the bottom of this grilled brioche bread um, with braised pork belly on top and then jelly drizzle on top of that. You just, yeah, it's so good. It's amazing. Um, also, on Saturday, we were there Saturday. They, they do a little few different things we had a charcuterie board mm-hmm. where it had two different um two different uh cured meats on there i think one some was cheese. a sopacetto one was a capicola uh some cheese it was a goat cheese base i think there was two different cheeses and then there was uh some of that grilled brioche bread again as well as pickled veggies and some uh whole grain mustard uh we did the bacon jalapeno mac and cheese so there's candied jalapenos in the mac and cheese with big bacon lardons. Uh, and then there's a crust on top that has uh, jalapenos crushed up into the crust as well. Delicious. And also the Parmesan truffle fries. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, and last time we were there, we had the wings. Last time we were there, delicious. we had the wings. We haven't gotten past apps yet because we always just gorge out on the apps and share them. And have a couple cocktails and we're good. But the burger, uh, I was tempted to pull the trigger on the burger. But also prior to that day, Amanda and I were doing the household errands for the week. And we found ourselves in Robinson. And she's like, I'm kind of hungry. I'm like, yeah, I can eat too. And we're like, what do you want to eat? We're in Robinson. There's everything. And she's like, I don't know. Pizza sounds good. I'm like, shit. Pizza David opened up in Robinson. So we went to Pizza David, and when we realized we were getting hungry, it was like 2.30 in the afternoon. So we go to Pizza David prior to going to St. Clair Social in Robinson. They had some indoor seating area. Uh, we called ahead. Uh, most they're doing is carry out and uh, delivery right now. Mm-hmm. We also found out they're only delivering through DoorDash, so that you pretty much, they're doing a lot of carry out. Uh, but they had a couple tables inside. We ordered this just slices. I ordered three slices of pepperoni, garlic knots, and two sodas. It was twenty-two dollars, and the slices 
are big. What yeah, if you you've had expect. pizza David, you know they're like ex- New York yeah. style. Fold them in half. Yeah, and it was totally Rock delicious. Em. Yeah, worth it. And then that's why we kind of didn't even get into. We were we planned on going to the Saint Clair Social. Like, yeah, we're gonna get some burger. We're gonna get some sandwiches. And the, yeah, that didn't happen because we crushed a bunch of pizza David between two thirty and three thirty in the afternoon. But uh, I love, but, yeah. like, let's talk the cocktails, because the cocktails, oh, cocktails, of course, are amazing. Are amazing. Um, I have the Saturn. Um, yeah, two Saturns. Two Saturns. Uh, we had a, I had a Cosmopolitan, and you had a Long Island. I started off with a mint julep. Yeah. Uh, because they do a charity cocktail of the month, and this one was the mint julep. So, of course, I ordered that. The uh, proceeds of it go to charity. Why not? I love whiskey. I love mint juleps. It was a tasty man. It was too. tasty as well. Um, now the long, uh, a lot of people when you come in at a bar and people are like, yeah, can I get a Long Island? Or even better, can I get a Strong Island? It's, you you kind of look at me like, man, this is your trash drink right here. Um, let me tell you, the it's Long Island like drinking a Jersey Turnpike. The, yeah, the Long Island you're gonna get when you order it at St. Clair Social is a honest to goodness, true, delicious. Not your typical beachside bar, Long Island or whatever. Uh, of course, there's the the clear liquor in there. There's there's more than just clear liquor in there. I looked at their menu. I'm like, wait, rum, gin, vodka, tequila, bourbon, yes, and then it's fresh juices with not just a splash of your Coke on top. <laughs> they actually used a cola simple a uh, cola. Simple reduction uh, on that to give to give it that aspect. Of it. I will tell you that's the best Long Island I've ever had, and I'm 42 years old and I've drank a lot of trash drinks uh, over the years. That is not a trash drink, folks. Go to St. Clair Social and get yourself the Long Islands out there. Go see Ryan Williams; he's behind the bar. Awesome guy, great bartender. Cat Cannon and Cecil Usher. Um, great proprietors over there and great bartenders in their own right. Um, so and if you're ever looking definitely. for somebody to do like at home cocktails or you're hosting a party or anything or a virtual party or you need corporate cocktail boxes, check them out also at Mindful Hospitality Group. They organize all they of that. cover all that good stuff. But anyways, we had an excellent time out there. A lot of fun. We're, we can't wait for it to be 100% out there because I will tell you what, that place is the neighborhood bar. We were shaking hands with, well, not really shaking hands. We were bumping elbows with people and um, air cheers. Saying lots of cheers with people and yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. It was great. Um, great music. Great food. Um, great time. So honestly, they do take out, they do do delivery, but you can go on out and check them out. They are still at their capacity. They are still respect, they are respecting the rules. So of course, mask up, head out if you feel safe. Um, so I already mentioned that the Wiggle Distillery turns one next week. And of course, uh, not the actual distillery, but the expansion with the new museum and everything. They um, are serving food. So I do recommend going to go check them out. Um, we just added a new part to Threadbare on our Wiggle guide on our website that talks about their spring kind of stuff that they're going to do at Threadbare. So... There's some new food and stuff coming at Threadbare for spring and some I can tell fun you, little activities. I can tell you with Wiggle 
with their expansion with the restaurant and everything, um, we looked, and if you're part of their email list, you'll get an email on, like, Tuesday on what's going on at the distillery, what's mm-hmm. going on at the restaurant. And all through, while well, it was takeout and delivery only and all through shots, they were doing some amazing, amazing deals where they were doing beer and bourbon night, where it was, or sorry, beer, burger and bourbon night, where it was two burgers, two orders of fries, and a bottle of the uh, of the rye whiskey was like $70. Like, I mean, the whiskey itself's 50 I mean, so there you go. Uh, you know, it was great. Uh, they did a lot of pizza. They did some pizza and uh, whiskey nights. They did a, um, uh, what they do? They did an Amaro night where it was like, uh, the other one they did was the cocktail, the Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Where they did, yep. uh, it was like two, two, two steaks, sides, and salad, and a bottle of the um, pre-batched Manhattan for like 60 or 70 bucks. You know, the, the bottle of booze itself is 30 or 40 at that point. You know, it, it, also it's a great way to to uh, support local as well. But, I mean, it, where else are you going to go in the city to go grab two steaks, a salad, two sides, and a, a 750 bottle of a pre-batch cocktail <laughs> for 60 bucks? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> think about it. Yeah. So we're really excited if, if, you know, I'm hoping there, I can't wait to have brunch there eventually. But, of course, like, by all means, check them out. Mask up, head out. Those are two great selections for dinner this week. We're going to have some more coming up. We've got a lot of restaurants opening this month. We have our eye on two that are opening up this month. Hopefully by the end of March, they'll be up and operational and rocking and rolling. And then we can talk about them. And then we can talk about them. I'm not going to talk about them until they open. But yep. I, I heard on the DL that we've got two coming. Well, one's not so DL. So we're we're waiting. We're waiting to see. And, of course, uh, I cannot wait. I'm going to express this. I cannot wait for Jazz to return to the city. I am so psyched about Con Alma coming downtown. It is not even funny. I am like, okay, I'll be honest. I'm straight up honest because we have a couple minutes we could talk before we go into sports and yens or dating. Like, when you go out in the city, because I love going down to the city. I love going to, yeah, I love going downtown, having a night out, cocktails, relaxing. But it's getting to the point where we've seen this, and I, and I know what I want to go do. And I go and do these events, and then I come, and then I go to the same places for dinner, cocktails afterwards, blah, blah, so on and so forth, right? So I'm trying to find more things. Like, I want more activities to do downtown. So much room for activities downtown. So, like, for example, I always go to Liberty Magic. Right. The Warren. Right. Um, Dinner is usually somewhere, like, proper... Or, like, someplace in the Market Square. It depends on what our wallet affords us at that point in <laughs> you time, know, honestly. Yeah, sometimes, there's a, sometimes it's Deshan, sometimes it's not. Like, sometimes it's Hyde Park. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's Hyde Park, <laughs> and then we go from one side of the city to the other. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's Eddie Merlot's. Like, it just kind of depends. Yeah. But I want more things to do in the city because I love going to the cultural trust and doing that stuff. But I know like I can't do that every week because I can't see something new every week. 
Because, like, even the shows at the Benedum, there's a cycle that they are on. And Liberty Magic, there's a cycle that they're on. So, therefore, it's kind of like you need something. To, when I go to the city, I go every week. Like, I spend a lot of time down there. Oh, we get, we... Like, I try to jump on the trolley at least once a week to go downtown. We are a 15-minute trolley ride to downtown. So... I just feel like the more stuff to do downtown, the better. Like, and I'm super psyched for Con Alma. Super psyched. Con Alma's going to go be going in on Penn Avenue, and I'll give you Yinzer directions. <laughs> Depending on how old you are, it was Bravo Franco for before I was born. It and was... it was last seen as Peter Allen. Uh, it's in the Roosevelt Building on mm-hmm. Penn Avenue, directly across from the side wall of Heinz Hall. Which is wild because we were literally, what, just down there and we walked past and I said, huh, it's for sale. Yeah. And then, boom, the next week we got the announcement that Konoma bought it. Yeah. So, I'm psyched. I'm okay. I love it. So there will be outdoor seating because they have they the have planters. A patio. Like they've got enough they for like three in, or four tables. They have a built-in railing. Yeah. They had, me personally, when it came to sitting outside at Peter Allen, or I, I know it mainly as Bravo Franco, um, I have an issue with sitting outside downtown on a sidewalk cafe. When I have buses driving by. And Penn Avenue is a main... That section between 7th and 6th Street is a, a main, main corridor corridor for buses. Compared to being up Penn Avenue between 9th and 10th, where it's not. Right. Um, so that that's my only issue. Um, now, at nighttime, if I'm not sitting outside having cocktails, listening to music, psh, I'll sit outside the patio all day long. Like we used to do at NOLA. Yeah, like we used to do at NOLA. Sit outside in Marksburg. Yeah. R.I.P. Nola. Somebody needs to buy that, too. Jesus. Somebody needs to buy that and make that more live music, too, because Nola was excellent for that. We'd order a bottle of wine, sit out in Market Square, where mm-hmm. there's no traffic, or what? barely any traffic, and have a <laughs> bottle of wine and listen to music and munch on appetizers. Um, Market Square lost several restaurants over this pandemic, and they need to have a big, big comeback. Yeah. I hope there's people out there that can... Take over those empty spaces. Nola, Molinaros, uh, Poros, Molinaros, Pizziolo, um, Nola, uh, Siena. Well, Pizziolo is still open. Nope. Gone. Um, Yeah, so the only thing in Market Square right now is the yard. um, Market Street Grocers. The beer place. Tacos. I don't know. Las Velas. I think Las Vegas is still there. Mm-hmm. Don't hold me to it. Permanis. Um, Oyster House Oyster reopened. House reopened. And then you got like Chipotle and Mo's. Yeah. But, which we all know isn't Market Square. But uh, Wing Hearts, of course, is closed. So is a Pizziolo. Uh, well, Wing Hearts never reopened after the fire. Correct. So so they were still closed. So yeah. Fire. So we need some good good uh, people to go in and take over those places. Yeah, because we, we wish we Mar- could. We don't want Market Square to be more Chipotle and most. No, we don't want Market Square to turn to go back to what it was 15 years ago either. Yeah. Which was not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I miss some of those old places, like McGuire's and Jamie's and 
um, <laughs> Pittsburgh cigar bar and whatnot. But oh, I remember that in college. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, but um, I would Amanda and I shit. If, it, Amanda and I with restaurants and bars right now are like going into the animal friends. We want them all. We want to buy them all and bring them home and make them beautiful. But we don't have the money to do it. Yeah, so if you want to back <laughs> us in a restaurant, we got lots of ideas. We got lots Give of us ideas, money. trust us. But also we <laughs> We've hope, got some spots we like and we want ideas. We hope, we've got we no hope, money. Uh, some of you folks out there in the uh, interwebs and internet can maybe scrounge together some stuff with your friends and open your dream bar and restaurant and get it going here shortly. All right, let's move on to sports. Now that we're depressed, let's be even more depressed over sports. <laughs> well, uh, the big Happy news. Happy birthday, Big Ben! <laughs> <laughs> the big news coming out uh, here recently is that the governor lifted some of the statutes of the COVID nineteen protocol and are allowing fifteen percent capacity for indoor venues and twenty percent capacity for outdoor venues. So let me just say something: yins don't ruin this. Okay, be respectful. Wear your goddamn mask. Wash your hands. Stay away from other people. Keep your social distancing. Order the food through the app like the like PPG Paints Arena wants you to. Don't be jags. And don't be a jag off. And end up allowing this to stay open. Because you know what's going to happen is if the numbers spike, guess what the first thing that's going to be taken away is again? Sporting events. Sporting events. And so, the second will be restaurants and bars. <laughs> so don't be jag offs. And just respect the rules. Just do it. Pour yourself another shot of whiskey. You need that. You're on your soapbox. Have another shot. Um, but yes, yeah, so 15, 15% capacity <laughs> for indoor venues and 20% capacity for outdoor venues, which means for PPG Paints Arena, it's going to be 2,800 seats available. They're uh, offered to season ticket holders first, but they also do have to um, leave some tickets available for the general public based on the NHL rules and... So forth. So I know you looked. What were they going for on game time? We won't talk about that right now. Um, <laughs> that means that lower level was a thousand. There was a chance we could be doing a podcast right now. There's a chance we could be at the Pens Flyers game where the Pens are winning currently. But instead, we're here doing the podcast because we couldn't afford to go to the game tonight. Oh. Um, so <laughs> that means upper level was four hundred dollars. Everything's lower level, and you have to buy them in sets. Of, you, have, you everything was lower level. You have to buy them in sets of two or four. Um, so and they were also $1, for PNC Park, uh, you have to buy your tickets in sets of two or four, uh, and four being the max. They are allowing seventy five hundred people at PNC Park, uh, starting with the home opener April 8th against the Chicago Cubs. So can I talk about that for a second? So You sure can. I, for everybody who knows me, knows that I used to work at PNC Park. By the way, the Pens won 5-2 over the hated Philadelphia Flyers. Woo-hoo! Now that's what happens when you have fans back in the stands. Anyways, I used to work at PNC Park, okay? Like, literally worked, like, behind home plate doing beers and cocktails and stuff like that and hot dogs and everything like people know that i did it years ago yeah about five years ago i started five four or five years ago i did it for two seasons she has a part-time gig to make some extra money and had fun while doing it hell yeah i did i had a blast imagine watching every single pirates home game while serving beers to a bunch of really cool 
rich people in the city. Um, I'll just put it to you that way. She got to look at Cervelli's ass the whole game. Okay? Oh, stop it. Anyways, um, I loved working that job. I loved that job so much. It was a rough job. I mean, walking up and down those steps. I could not imagine doing it wearing a mask. I will tell you that. So I need to, like, give some props to my server girls that are returning this season, because I know a few of them that are, and they are going to wear masks and walk up and down those steps carrying beers and stuff, and I just, wow. Wearing black pants? Yeah, black pants, and and they're not allowed to wear shorts. Not allowed to wear shorts. And black polo and polo shirts, and like, thank God those polo shirts are really... They're like golf shirts. They're very breathable. But black pants... And then I found my aprons the other day in a drawer. And oh, I was like, did you oh, have a little tear? Is it? I was like, oh, and my old, and my old pullers. But anyways. So that is good news for us. Be for nice to them. Capacity <laughs> level. The capacity is back up, folks, to be able to go into games. Um, again, like she said, treat your servers with respect. Also, treat um, treat yourself with respect. Wear the masks. Don't argue. Don't bitch and complain. You're buying your ticket. They have first rudder refusal. If you're acting up, they throw you out. I've seen so many people spend hundreds, hundreds of dollars on a Steeler ticket and get kicked out within the first 10 minutes of the game. Yep. You know, it's just how it is. I've seen it happen at the Buckers game. I've seen, we've seen it happen at the Buckers game. I've seen it happen at Penn's games. Just don't be an idiot. Uh, in the meantime, like I said, the Pens did win tonight over top of the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. They have three, two more games against the Flyers here in the next four days. Um, this whole hockey schedule is kind of killing me because they realigned the, the divisions. So we see the Flyers, the Capitals, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Bruins, and the Sabres. Eight times each. And it seems like we go on a two-week period, we play... This team twice, this team twice, this team twice. And then it seems like we go up here, we're like, we're playing the Flyers four times, we're playing the Caps four times. We're playing the Flyers four times, and this team once or twice. It, you know what? I it, feel it's, like it's... It's, con- really, it's really confusing and really... It's it's kind of hard to, like... I just say, is hockey on tonight? And then I turn on the television and just say... Every other night, the answer is yes. And the pens, the pens are on every other night. Right I'm now, happy. I'm happy. That um, and if the pens aren't on, you can catch another hockey game. Once everything does open back up 100, that's the first thing I'm going to do is buy hockey tickets. I don't care the price. Okay. Just saying. All right. I I don't I, care if they're nosebleed and I'm sitting in the rafters. I'm seeing a hockey game <laughs> sat first in the rafters thing. Before, so we'll do. It again. I have. Uh, baseball folks, baseball uh, pitchers and catchers have since already reported a couple weeks ago. This past Sunday started live. MLB preseason games, uh, which is awesome. I got to watch today the Pirates play the uh, Tigers, and I got to watch the Red Sox uh, play Tampa Bay, both on local TV. Um, Didn't have to have any special package or anything for it. It was great to see live baseball. Uh, You're not looking at a lot of the guys that you're normally going to see. Well, the Pirates, you don't know anybody on that fucking team. But the Red Sox, by the way, you're only seeing, like, two guys that you know out of that starting lineup that are actually playing in that particular game for, like, a couple innings. Um, but seriously, the Pirates, there's, like, can you name three Pirates right now? Is Archer back this year? Nope. He's back in Tampa. Uh, no. 
Yeah. So um, I can give you Cole Tucker. I can give oh, you. Oh, Tucker's back. Cole Tucker. I can give you. Um, That's it. Shit. Key Brian Hayes. We need the angry guy back, Sean. Sean Rodriguez, S. Rod. <laughs> you loved him. We need him back. He I looked like, like he shake you in an alley back in the day. Um, I like him but a no. lot. So we have the Pirates. Follow. You know what? I, here's the thing. And Amanda's going to yell at me, but I will follow the Pirates. I will keep up with them. I will watch them on TV. They're part of my cable package. I'm not going to PNC Park and give them Bob Nutting my money. That's my personal opinion. I feel opinion, like you're going to say view. that for the rest of your life, and not I'm going to miss out winning, on some. Not until we get some winning programs. Once we get some winning programs, and and not even winning programs, if he would show faith and put some money into the team and spend money on players and bring in some really good free agents and this, that, everything, and try, yeah, then I'll be back on that horse. I'll be like, hey, let's go to the ball game, you know? But right now, I mean, come on. Because I, I miss the, eating the, hot dogs the and drinking Yingling. have the second lowest <laughs> payroll I in know. MLB. I know. Um and then other than that, uh, Steelers-wise, by the way, if you haven't noticed, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger was underneath contract anyway. Um, but the Steelers, we know, have a thing about forcing people out. Uh, so they reworked his deal to free up some cap money, however they made it happen. Ben's coming back. Who retired? Um, Somebody retired a couple weeks ago. Uh, Marquise Pouncey. Our retired. center for his the last goodbye. 11 seasons. Him and his twin brother both retired together. So, uh, his twin give brother... Give Juju a contract. They need to give Juju a contract. Uh, well, there's... For at least the next three years. There's, there is a lot of holes that are going to be open with the Steelers. And Connor uh, didn't get in... Connor... Well, Connor is still part of the team until the 17th. The 17th starts the new year of the NFL season, and they can I offer like him they a deal or not. I feel like they shouldn't make any more changes. Like, I feel like well, we came is, so close. The thing is, Ben, the problem is, is they have 17 guys that their contracts are up. I know. And the salary cap is coming down because the last year revenue was down because not a lot of people could go to games. So we're going to be screwed. So can everybody go out and buy a jersey and money get to them? No. It oh, doesn't work that way. Fuck, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> Not enough to raise the salary cap to where we need it to be. But, yeah. In the meantime, though, um, yeah, get ready for uh, March Madness. is going to be starting here shortly. You're going to have conference Riverhounds finals. should be back soon. Riverhounds are already back. Riverhounds are back. Yeah, I'm not sure where they're at right now. I can pull that up here in a minute. Um but yeah, um, other than that, I think we got one thing left on our agenda this evening. Dun, dun, dun. Yinzer dating. All right, you know, it's our favorite segment. It's where we talk about how not to be a jag to your significant other. It is time for Yinzer dating. The real way to date in the city, to be respectful and not be a jag, but also have some fun with each other. It's hard to do at times. It really is. So tonight's subject was actually stemming from a conversation I had with a friend. Um, when is it a good time to move in together? So I feel like, you know, I kind of just ended up living with you. Like, you never, you, you literally looked at me and said, well, now that you're here, you're not going home. 
I said, well, I have to go back and get my shit. And that was about the extent of the talk. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Our situation was different. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but you when, know, do, when do you have that conversation? When do you, as a... Because I, I, I could tell you my stories in the past. But when did you have that conversation with your girls? Um... And again, everything is different for everybody. But when did you know and how did you approach the subject? Whenever you find out that you're spending more money to live separate from each other, but you're still together 24-7. Not 24-7. Like it just made sense. But it's like, uh, you've been dating long enough, you're, you're not like, you know... Six, eight... Define long enough. Six, eight months. Really? Year. Oh, okay. Six, eight months, year. So you're between that eight month and a year. Yes. Mark. You know, and, and each relationship's different, obviously. But, you know, six, six to eight months, eight months to a year, when you're like, okay, and it's like you're staying at her house three nights a week, she's staying at your house three nights a week, and... You're at your own place by yourself one night a week, and that's like your night with your friends, your friends' night, you know. And at, at that point, it's like, all right, so I'm paying a thousand dollars a month to live here. You're paying a thousand dollars a month to live here, and we're on opposite sides of town, or even three blocks away from each other. Like, I mean, at that point, that's when you gotta talk, you know. Especially whenever you have a drawer at her house or she has a drawer at your house. So how do you bring it up? Do you, like, take him out to dinner and you're like, so I want to talk to you, like, seriously. Like, let's drink some wine. Like, how serious do you get in this conversation? It's like a, it's like a, hey. Because it's a pretty serious step. It is a serious step and you don't want to have friends around. But, like. Do you do it in public so that fear of rejection? No, no, do it in public. Uh Uh-uh. Do it on I I did it on my home turf, like hey, um, you know, you got like two drawers here and like you have some like kitchen wares here and you know you have a toothbrush and a curling iron and this and that. I never left that you know, shit at a man's house and, like ever. Well. <laughs> Chicks usually have doubles of everything, so they can no, do that. No, I had um, one in my purse, but I mean, right. I never... But, um, but, like, so it's like, hey, you're, you're already here four nights a week. You want, you know... And it usually... It usually... I, I can say this is... I didn't bring the situation... I didn't bring it up one time. Because it usually ends up when somebody's lease is about to end. So whose lease was about to end? The one time it was hers. And she brought it up. And she brought it up. How did she bring it up? Because this is unique to me. Because I never brought it up to a guy like ever. I never wanted to live with a guy. Um, I like my space. Yeah, it was like brought up like kind of like. So, um, yeah, like, you know. I've, you know, we're together like three, four, five nights a week. Whether it's at your house or at my house. And da da da. And, you know. This, that, and the other thing, and, like, you know, and by the way, like, uh, I don't know if I told you, but, like, my lease is up at the end of the month, or next month, or whatever. 
um, do you want to take this another step further? Do you want to move into with each other? Or should I, like, re-up my lease for a year? And then that's when you kind of had, like, the conversation of, like... And that one was, like, between eight months and a year. And that's where it was, like... Alright. So it's, like, again, you're spending $1,000 a month here. I'm spending $1,000 a month here. Wow, you're so logical. There's no you know, heart in it, is there? <laughs> I mean... Well, that relationship actually lasted, like, three years living together. So, I mean, it wasn't horrible. Interesting. You know, the last six months was horrible. But, I mean, you know, that was my own doing. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're like, I know when to be an asshole and it's time to split. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um... But no, like, uh, and also, I, I don't know about you, but I've kind of, one time I didn't have the upper hand. And what I mean the upper hand is, like, when relationships split and you live together. What I mean by the upper hand is, like, everything in the building is mine, except a few items and, like, your personal clothing wear and pictures. Like, one time I didn't have the upper hand. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm fucked. All right, gotta go. See ya. Um, where literally you just had a duffel bag? Uh, pretty much like two suitcases and like a couple like Rubbermaid bins. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But most of the time, everything like I had the upper hand. We're like everything in the place is mine except for a few items. So that's ironic because that's what you say to me when I say <laughs> I'm leaving. You're like, fine, take your desk and get out because I literally own the desk. <laughs> If everybody would like to know what the most important thing to me in the world is, it's my blog. So my office is pretty much the most important place I live. I don't have anything else. It's mine. No, she has a lot of stuff that's hers. It's here. The one television. You know, but anyway. A lot of stuff was bought mutually now. Yeah, everything in here now is bought mutually, but I don't see us breaking out anytime soon. Oh, you're so, so nice saying that. Little does he know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I come home tomorrow and the locks are changed and everything else. So that's ironic. Okay, so my situation was not with you because obviously, our like we've already expressed, our situation was weird to where I just spent the night and I woke up the next morning and I was like, all right, so I'm going home. I'll uh, text you later, and you're like, no, now that you've been here, you're not leaving. And I'm like, what the f- Well, I yeah. gotta go get my shit, first of all. Yeah. So I had to go take care of that. But um, my ex-husband was invited to live with me without my conversation first by my father. Oh, wow. So I was still <sighs> living at home. My dad was traveling nonstop, my d- and I had the house in Emsworth. And my dad was traveling nonstop. My ex was living in Avalon, which is a, like 10 streets over from Emsworth, practically. And his lease was up and he's like, why don't you just move in? I'm gone all the time. They probably need men around the house. And that was the conversation. And I literally looked at my father five minutes later and went, what did you just do? Especially since your ex-husband, used before you two were married, used to rent the apartment above your uncle's law firm. Yeah, it was but. already, it was already like, quite mended into the family. Like, there was no need to mend it more. Um, wow. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting moment. I was like, shit, now how do I backpedal? 
And I didn't backpedal. I was like, all right, well, I'll just see how this goes. Yeah, we saw where that ended, yeah. But Other anyway. men, it was never, I never lived with them. So I had a couple of boyfriends in college that had keys to their houses, but I never lived there. I had a drawer, I had a toothbrush, and I had a key. And even the one boyfriend, I didn't have any of that. I had, I didn't even have a key. He found me on his front porch quite a few times. Where I was just like, I figured we'd hang out tonight. It happens. And I was like, I need to be getting home from work about now. And I'd just be sitting there with like a, with like a case of beer. <laughs> hey, I brought a 12-pack and a hoagie. <laughs> Good to go. Yeah. And there was, and the boyfriend before that, yeah, I had a key to his house and I had a drawer and stuff, but we were, we were pretty serious. Yeah, I, I figured, um, I, I, I think you've lived with more women than I've lived I have. with men. I, I've lived with a handful of ladies over the years, um, and I can I tell you. I guess that's why I'm so inexperienced living with you, and I just want the TV controller, and I want my own bed and shit like you that. You can have the TV controller <laughs> at the TV that's not the one I'm watching. Um, you want your own bed? I, t- I For some reason, I sleep really good on a couch. Also, living with some ladies over the years, I've found myself sleeping on a couch a few times. And always make sure, gentlemen, you have a comfy couch. Um, wow. <laughs> I can't believe that's the sage advice you're leaving. Well, no. I mean, also, you know, okay, as a guy, and you're like, I'm mad at you. Go sleep on the couch. You know what that means? It's like camping. We get the big TV. We're close to the fridge, close to the bathroom, and there's a big, fluffy, comfy couch. It's like camping. That you can't roll over on. A big, fluffy, comfy couch you can roll over on. I've watched you roll off of our couch. Not our new one. True, our new one's a little bit wider. <laughs> so, uh, the other question is, how do you tell the parents that you're moving in? Don't. You just don't tell your parents that you yeah. have a new woman living with you? No. Yeah. So you Sacred. come home and all of a sudden, or the parents come over and all of a sudden there's shit all over I've the I've lived places where my parents never showed the fuck up because guess what? I made sure I didn't A, live in the state. B, currently, when I did come back to Pennsylvania, I lived two rivers, two bridges, and a tunnel away from my parents. They don't show the fuck up. Come on. My parents, my. So how does it, so you just don't tell them? I mean, they'll find out eventually, but I I, 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 I look at it this way. My, what, my personal life. My parents life, are a little my, bit my more My parents l- are a little different, lax. more lax. Like, my personal life is my personal life, and they're like, all right, cool, whatever, you know. Um, Just don't, if you screw up, yeah, you call sc- us and make sure yeah. you can get out your own. Yeah, pretty much, you know. Um, you know, now the, the female's parents that I've lived with, I mean, they weren't always quite happy, but. And I'm always that. Oh, look at you! <laughs> but I'm always that dick, and I'm like, oh, she made the decision, bro, not me. <laughs> like, talk to your daughter on that one. I'm not the best catch in the world, trust me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I gotta tell me twice, right? Just kidding, just kidding. Um, yeah, I guess. Why well, I, I really didn't tell my dad when I moved in with you, did I? No. Oh, I did. I did. I went home that day, and I was, like, packing up stuff, and he's, like, I was, like, so I have to tell you that I, I, I'm i going to move in with Steve now. He's, like, it's only been six months. 
was like, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, well, it's happening. It's happening. We're not turning back. And here so. we are almost 10 years later. Nine, 10 years yeah. later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right. So the end all to that conversation is it's whenever you feel comfortable and the subject has to come up of money and it's just logical. Money and logistics. Um, obviously, I mean, you, you got to figure out money's the big issue of it because, again, if you're spending $1,000 a month here, she's spending $1,000 a month here, plus your utilities, whatever else like that, you can get a really nice place and split the difference at, say, 1300 a month plus the utilities, and you're still coming out cheaper on the end. Um, the issue you're going to come to find out is if she's moving in with you or if you're moving in with her. Guys don't give a fuck if they move in with a girl about her past girls give a fuck when they move in with a guy and his past and his past girlfriends that would spend the night whether they were one night stands three week girlfriends three month girlfriends three year girlfriends so guys clean your fucking apartment perfect oh yeah because if we find shit oh you know it's over you know what Move your TV stand that you haven't moved in four years. Because you know what? There's a Brett back there from fucking 2015. <laughs> there's, a fake, there's a fake lead press on nail somewhere Like, there's a Brett. There's a fucking scrunchie. <laughs> you know, and guess what? She's going to go ahead and be like, I'm going to be a good girlfriend and clean the house today. <laughs> and move the TV stand and find a scrunchie. That shit was your ex-girlfriend two times over ago from 2015. But guess what? You fucked some broad last night when she was at work. <laughs> Been there, done that. Probably gonna do it again later. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I've i cleaned every inch of this house. I know everything in here is mine. Well, yeah, because you and I moved in here together. Yes. This is our yes. place. Yes. And we're not moving till we buy a house. Yeah, this is our together place. <laughs> so, but yeah. It, it, Trust me, guy. You guys move into you decide. Oh, I'll move in with my girlfriend. She's she lives in Shady Side compared to me living in Lower Lawrenceville. You know, it's more convenient for us. But whoever's more convenient to move into, your best off honestly is go find a fresh place to live in, and go from there. Figure out whose lease is up. Who's gonna lose the least amount of money uh, having to pay off a lease. That's some straight sage advice. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. I mean, don't, uh, don't move in with somebody unless it's a house situation. Like I have friends who are yeah. females that own their own houses you know, and they're you, single. Yeah. If you're renting an apartment that's or whatnot, different. that's the thing. Apartment running. Yeah. See who's going to lose the, mo- the least amount of money and cut the loss. But like literally if one of you already owns a house, that's a different conversation. It is. Because we have men who are single that we know that own houses, and we have friends that are females. That are single that... Mm, Yeah, that own their own property. So really, like, that's really nothing. Yeah. That's a really different conversation. But honestly, if it's a rental situation, just go out and find a new place to move into together, and then combine your shit and go from there. Oh, yeah, and sell some fucking furniture. Sell some stuff, figure out who needs a storage unit, you know, whatever, if you need a storage unit. You might find a place big enough for you to have an extra room for your storage shit. Pretty yeah. much. But I think we're past that time. We are. 
And uh, we're a little over an hour here on Bold Pittsburgh, the podcast. Finished up with the Yinzer dating. But, uh, you know, we started off with some really great stuff. Uh, these phones, man, I have to look at them in order for it to work right now. Um, just want to give a shout out again to Bash Brew right here. This Russian Imperial Stout that I started off with tonight. Uh, it's delicious. Crushed by the Fist of God was the name of the Russian Imperial Stout. It's amazing. Go follow Adam Bashline uh, on Instagram here at bash underscore brew. Uh, also on Facebook at Bash Brewing. Uh, no Twitter for him yet, but Adam Bashline, amazing, good dude, makes some really good beer. Home brewer, looking to open up his own brewery. Um, so yeah, check him out. And also, he does a lot with other local breweries and supports local breweries all around. So yeah. And of course, like always, if you have uh, an event you want us to talk about or promote. Uh, across our social media, our podcast, Yin's or Bartender, anything of that, please reach out to us. Um, you can slip us a little DM on Instagram or Twitter or um, Facebook or just send us an email. All the information is at boldpgh.com. Again, if you're a distillery, a brewery, anything like that, you want to be highlighted, please, by all means, reach out to us. We're always looking to promote. And if you own a restaurant or have an event coming up that you want us to check out, please drop me an email. I'm always looking for content to write about, events to go to, and lots of fun to have. Um, while you're there, subscribe to Yenzer Bartender and this podcast so you can always get the latest straight to your iTunes and YouTube. And that's all for us. Thank you, folks. You all have a wonderful, wonderful night. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Enjoy it. <laughs>